Welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host. And today I'm going to be talking about ways to close the loop in your backyard veggie garden. So what does closing the loop in your veggie patch mean? Basically, it is being able to self-sustain it without having to bring in a bunch of extra resources to keep it going. It's also talking about ways to limit the waste of your veggie patch. Um, And I guess you may hear some farmers talk about these strategies, but when it comes to backyard gardens, we kind of get a little bit complacent about this and just head to the local nursery or that big green shed and buy all the things that we need just to make sure we get amazing gardens. So today I want to talk about some strategies that I've implemented or things that I'm looking at um, going into a bit deeper and I thought uh, you guys might want to hear those strategies. So the first one is setting up a worm farm. So this is probably the first point of call that I would suggest to people who are starting their own veggie patches is to start with a worm farm. Um, They're relatively easy to set up. They um, provide not only beautiful um, castings to add to garden beds, but also you get, if you purchase a a commercial one or develop a way of extracting the juice, the worm wee, um, it's great liquid fertilizer to have at your hands to put around your garden. So that's the first one. The next one is compost. So that's going to take all your veggie scraps. It's going to take all of your garden waste that you sort of pull down. Um, And then once it's finished, it's a beautiful conditioner for your soil and it's going to make the new veggies that you grow amazing. So having a a really good compost system in place is, is going to be a benefit to your garden. The next one is introducing some animals into your backyard to supply manure. So I'm not talking about cats and dogs. Um, Obviously, the big one is chickens. Um, We have four chickens and we probably aren't um, collecting the manure as well as we should. But um, that's something that I'm really, you know, committed to doing now. But if you've got smaller spaces, you can look at quails. You could also have guinea pigs if you're um, in an area that allows it, even rabbits. Um, These are all sort of great manures that you can add to your veggie patches. The next one is uh, a big one that we sort of um, were relying on for a long time was the liquid um, fertilizers. So your seaweed extracts and um, just those um, five-in-one booster kind of... um, liquid fertilizers to put on the garden sort of mid-season. So we'd prep our soil really well and then just give everything a bit of a boost as things were growing. Uh, But it gets expensive when you've got a big space and there's a lot of plastic packaging that comes along with it. So brewing your own compost or weed tea for a liquid fertilizer, it's cheap and it's easy and um, it really goes a long way. So have a look at brewing your own compost or weed or manure tea um, for your veggie patch. So if you've got an aquaponic system like us, you can actually make your own fish emulsion too, especially if you are eating those fish um, and uh, the the stuff that you don't eat. Um, you can sort of 
put that into your own fish emulsion. So that's a good option as well. The next big thing that we we purchase is mulch. Um, we live in a hot climate, so you know it's really important for us to mulch our garden beds in summer. So you could grow things like pigeon peas. You could grow things like lucerne, uh, sugar. Sorry, not sugar. Yeah, well, you could grow sugar cane. Um, I've not looked into that that much, but it's something that I need to investigate. But also lemongrass. Um, all these things make really good mulch. So have a look at the different things that you've got um, around. But also compost actually makes really good mulch. So having a good layer of thick compost over your gardens is going to help as well. Then it comes to things like seeds. So I'm a seed hoarder, <laughs> I admit. Um, but... I also am on a bit of a mission to start saving all my own seeds. Now, I know that this is a bit hard because particularly for us in the hot climates, I do need to purchase um, hybrid seeds for broccoli so I can actually get broccoli. But everything else is is pretty much free range. So I don't think I've had to buy a bok choy seed or a, a lettuce seed in a very long time. And we use things like our bunching spring onions. So... They just keep multiplying, so we don't need to sort of repropagate those. Have a look at different methods that allow you to save your own seeds, and um, that's going to close that loop in that department. If you're like us, you'll use a lot of stakes around your garden, so for tomatoes or climbing trellises. Um, so we've got a bunch of um, teepees around that have beans or peas, um, a few that have got cucumbers. So we use a bunch of different things. Um, sunflower stalks, corn stalks. Uh, we've got a, a bunch of um, bamboo, that a clump of bamboo that we raid as well. So these are these are great for sort of, um, you know, having that sort of natural climbing rather than having to go and buy a trellis for every little thing when you do it. But obviously if you've got the money to get the, the infrastructure in place, once that's sort of set up, you probably won't need to do that again. But as you know, for those temporary things that you want to try out and it's like, Oh, I need something. So that can climb or be supported. Those kind of things, putting those aside after the harvest um, is a really good option. The next thing is planting more perennial vegetables. So things that you don't have to sort of pull out and replant, pull out and replant. Um, so having a perennial garden, which is self-sustaining, uh, is going to sort of um, cut down on all of the inputs that you need to, to do. So you're just basically topping it up with compost. You're not sort of depleting it, depleting the garden of those goodies. So you know, things like um, your climbing spinaches, like things like asparagus even, like it just, you plant it once and it's there forever. Um, look at the different things that you can plant that are going to last you rather than here's a season and we're done. Even kale is a good one. Um, you get a few seasons out of that one. Of course, we all love our annual veggies. So if you are planting a lot of those, practice um, good crop rotation so this is not only going to sort of help you keep diseases and pests down, but it's also going to help you rest your beds and restore them. And you can do green manure crops in between. One sort of strategy that we are looking to implement soon is being able to have the rest bed with a quail tractor on it. Um, so it's resting from growing, but it's also getting the nutrients from 
the quails um, and the, you know, the weight, the scraps that we give them will also break down as a layer of compost. So there are just some strategies to um, close the loop in your veggie patch. So if you have any other awesome ideas, I would love to hear it. Please reach out um, and I will speak to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes, or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.